Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucid Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, being the observer. And I'd like to give some credit to Alice Bailey before we begin. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show in our site. And the main inspiration for the uh, dialogue that you hear in this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey. Uh, 24 volumes of books uh, that she wrote are, are very often referred to in this show. And uh, the following thought also comes from the works of Alice Bailey. Through recognition of the decisive crisis in life, the seeker gains the strength to stand alone and detached, and through the ability to stand detached comes the power which the divine observer can wield if he does not identify himself with circumstances. Does being the observer mean that one can't take sides, that he just stands on the sidelines of life and doesn't really enter into the human experience? Well, I don't think that's really fulfilling the role of the observer in the appropriate way. Um, each of us is living in the world for a reason. We are human beings in order to become more human, not less. So opting out of the human experience, I don't think, is the answer. But I think what we are looking for, all of us, is um, relief from suffering, if we are suffering, freedom from suffering if we fear the pain that life can cause. And the role of the observer can help you live life, be present in the world, be in relationship to your fellow human beings, but not suffer the terrific impacts of pain and suffering that come through emotional identification with what's happening in life. Probably most people don't realize that there is a way to live that doesn't make you a prisoner of emotions. In other words, you can be sensitive to yourself and to people. You can feel
feel, you can respond to sensation because that's how we respond to the need of our fellow men. And that's how we respond to the quiet voice of our soul. We have to have that ability to sense undercurrents, but we can learn to not be towed under by them. If we think of it like a tide and an undertow, that's what we want to learn to resist. Because when you enter into that whirlpool of emotion, that's when you get lost in glamour. And we've talked about glamour in a number of programs in the past. How do we live sensitive lives without being swept under? Yes, it's a matter of learning to um, step back, actually, from the fray and uh, not to be swept up, as you say, in the, in the emotions of the moment. And this is not an easy thing to do, especially if it uh, involves some kind of crisis in your personal life, in your family life, or it's, it's developing that power to observe what's going on without really being caught up in the uh, emotional energy of the, of the crisis of the moment. And this is not an easy thing to do, but this is uh, how one gains <clears throat> the facility, the capacity eventually to develop that um, capacity of the observer in the sense of the soul, uh, observing as the soul observes life um, in a more detached way. And the Ageless Wisdom, as given in the books of Alice Bailey, gives us uh, a perspective on how to cultivate this uh, attitude of the observer, because the the ageless wisdom view of life and of human beings is that there is the distinction between the soul and le the level of pure spirit and the individual personality who lives in a physical body and functions through a mind, emotions, and a physical form. Most people probably mistake that personality living in the emotions, mind, and physical body as the entire person, when in fact that's really the not-self, according to the Ageless Wisdom, the imposter in a sense. Personality, uh, the word personality descends from the term persona, which is mask. And we've talked about this, that the personality is really, in a sense, the the false self, not the real person at all. And so when we begin to ponder on the significance of that and the fact that we are the soul who is undying and who is uh, eternal and who survives the death of the body, then we can begin to get some distance between what's happening to us on the outer level of life, to the body, to the emotions or whatever, and the fact that the soul on its own level is quite oblivious to that pain because it isn't touched by it. And the soul has its own uh, responsibility on its own plane of, well, it's on the plane of mind, as we say. Uh, it's where it's located on the inner planes. That is our true self, and uh, we are uh, a fragment of that, <clears throat> that soul on the inner planes. But this higher self or inner soul has a responsibility of its own having to do with the um, um, working out of the plan, God's plan on earth. And uh, so it goes through its cycles of life after life after life, and it is constantly working slowly 
through the different stages of human consciousness and um, slowly directing human living in a particular direction. The attitude of the observer that I like to picture in a visual image is um, one that we see in the paintings of the Russian painter Mark Chagall. He often painted uh, life as he remembered it in um, the village in Russia where he lived as a boy. And he had such a, um, uh, a creative and um, beautiful imagination that he would paint paintings of figures floating through the sky above the village and cows uh, coasting over the village upside down with their feet in the air. Quite humorous. The bridal couple who were sort of suspended over the village these are beautiful images, and they are also, I think, descriptive of the observer. When you are functioning as the observer, you are, in a sense, suspended from whatever your outer physical circumstance is. You are aware of it, but you are not completely incapacitated by it. You suffer, but you can say to yourself, I am aware that I am suffering right now. And as you are saying, Dale, there's another part of oneself that is quite free of suffering, and that is the soul. And this distinction, I think, gradually comes as we learn to get a little distance. Our mothers say to us as children, if you would only think. And when we can learn to think in the midst of crises, right in the midst of them, remember to say to ourselves, I still have my mind, I still have my reason. We might look at our situation and say, I can't believe this is happening to me. But even that implies a bit of distance. Yes, and um, this whole idea of being the observer is really not a new idea. As you say, we've been doing it for hundreds of years and probably thousands of years. But uh, it's only recently in the past few decades, for example, that this uh, has really taken off to become a science. I'm thinking of um, people like Jane Goodall, for example. She spent years... Uh, observing chimpanzees in their natural habitat. And also uh, Diane Fossey did the same with the uh, gorilla kingdom. And, and then, of course, the <coughs> great Margaret Mead, who spent um, many, many years living in Samoa and observing the Samoans. And so this is kind of how we're learning to observe in a detached way. And... Uh, <coughs> So it, it's all part of the training to, if we can master these kinds of observations, then we can move on to the higher aspects of observing as the soul. But I suppose it's easier to be the observer of the environment around you. And I suppose we've all known people who are kind of detached, stand in the background and observe, but never really enter into relationship. That can be good or bad. Sometimes they can be a force for reason and equilibrium. Other times they can be simply quietly critical and quietly uh, contemptuous of all that the rest of us who are involved in the fray are experiencing. When we become the observer of our own life and our own circumstances, that's an achievement that means the soul is beginning to take control. Those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Uh, we have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that is the um, Alice Belly book, Ponder on This. 
On their own, this is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books written by Alice Bally. I particularly like this book. It's one of the early books that I started with, and um, as a new reader to Alice Bailey, uh, as a novice, I, I, I was able to uh, peruse this book and find all the different topics that one finds in all the deeply explore, explored volumes. Um, the in-depth volumes, although they're wonderful, um, I think this nice introduction of Ponder on this is gives us a, a more or less a precis of each particular Alice Bailey topic, and we decide which what priority we want to go into as far as reading the books. I know that I took a special interest in esoteric psychology and um, and several of the others, and I made those my priority. Well, at any rate, it's available for $16, and it is a special offer. The special offer comes in the form of uh, uh, free shipping and handling. So what you have to do to um, get the book ponder on this is you have to send a check or money order to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 100. Zero five. That's a check for six check or money order, $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. In order to get the discount on, or in order to get the free shipping and handling, you do have to mention that you heard it on Inner Sight. You heard the offer on Inner Sight. And uh, also, maybe you'd like to order an audio cassette of this program if you would like to order a cassette of this program and the, program, the title of the program being The Observer, you have to send a check or a money order for $5 to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Um, we also uh, have a website, and I think you might like to key into that uh, website, and it's www www.wor710.com. Now that's the website uh, for if you would like to um, if you'd like to key into the show and listen to a show that you might just admit uh, just you might have missed the show and it's uh, held on by WOR for a couple of weeks. So you can do that if you like. And uh, also, uh, for any reason you want to make contact with Lucas Trust for any reason whatsoever, um, uh, give us a call at one eight six six. Six nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way is one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Um, and once again, we're uh, the theme of our show being the observer. And uh, I was listening to you quite intently before, and I kind of personalized it, and I was thinking about situations in my life, one of one where I went through a very difficult uh, situation, which uh, was the close of my business, and I remember how emotionally I became involved in it. Stuff happens, unfortunately, in business, and uh, even when you think you're doing so well, the unpredictable variable happens, and you find yourself falling into a pit of uh, darkness that could be quite uh, overwhelming, and I became very personally involved and extremely upset. But then I think I learned from that, and I think it's the next situation, which I won't go into because we want to get back to our show, but I was so happy that I learned to be an observer, and I think that uh, what I allowed myself to do is more or less let the inner me take over and the soul that was detached. And by that time, by the way, I was reading the Alice Bailey material, well, <laughs> so it might have helped. <laughs> but it helped me go through that second mm -hmm. difficult experience. It was quite mm -hmm. challenging. I hope we can uh, 
uh, convey this uh, this viewpoint and this way of behavior to our listeners and it might help them to uh, and we think of other ways of um, of getting them involved to this because it's such a valuable lesson to get them to the point when they go through a crisis they can learn from it and step back instead of becoming yeah. overwhelmed by it well there are several techniques um, one is the cultivation of detachment which is such an essential aspect of the Buddhist teaching the Cultivation of detachment from things of the desire and physical realms. We can possess things but not be possessed by them if we have an attitude of detachment that disengages, not because we don't want to suffer, but because we know we are eternal beings and that the true soul is undying and unmoved by what's going on on the outer planes of life. To me, the essential point of understanding detachment and the role of the observer is realizing that what is going on in the realm of the emotions and the outer world is only a minuscule part of life, that the the inner realm is where we find reality. Just remembering that helps one to be more indifferent to what's happening. Yes, and being Indifferent is not being uncaring for what's going on around you. It, it, it's, you care very much, I think, but you can't really uh, judge a situation, you can't really evaluate a situation if you're really deeply emotionally involved in it. You have to step back and be able to step back and observe. And with this detached attitude, it's... Um, Kind of a detached altitude is also been the word. It's it's a higher, more higher perspective. It's like the general on the battlefield. He stands back and observes the forces in front of him, and he can direct everything uh, easily because he can see the whole. He can see the whole battle. And if you gain that uh, kind of perspective you can make a better evaluation of the situation and be more take more of a dispassionate uh, presentation or a solution, arriving at a solution. You can serve. You can actually help by cultivating that kind of detachment and indifference. So it isn't opting out and refusing to be involved in a situation where people are really struggling, either yourself or your, your loved ones are struggling, but it's getting enough distance, like you say, to have a better perspective on what the solution might be. Mm -hmm. And um, that comes with, um, as much as you can, moving into the realm of the soul. Robert, you said that um, you thought that you would learn to cultivate the attitude of the observer by gradually studying the, the, the Aegis wisdom and refusing to be completely done in by by what you were experiencing. You made you made a comment that struck a note with me, and now it it isn't coming back to my mind. Well, I, I think that the second crisis that I went through, which was even really worse than the uh, closing of my business, I think by that time I was involved with both of you, and I think you uh, alluded to this particular technique of uh, the observer, of being the observer. And I think as well, I read it in the Alice Valley literature, but uh, I was able to, through the literature and through uh, the radio shows, I was able to step back and become the observer and 
allow things to happen. And I think, as uh, Dale said, being the general uh, in the in the crisis. Right. Yeah. And then and also it was just uh, it was that uh, uh, acknowledgement, uh, I think, of the soul. Right, acknowledging uh, the soul and letting the soul take over, mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a key point. We probably think we have to solve every little problem and every struggle on our own and try really hard and grit our teeth and really fight and resist and push, and that isn't letting the soul govern. Mm-hmm. The soul is an energy that's within us that when it kicks in, so to speak, can carry us over the the hurdle. We have more power available to us than we give ourselves credit for. Yes, there's more wisdom there and in the uh, realm of the soul, and if, if you can do that, and, and you know... It certainly isn't an easy thing to accomplish right away because it takes practice or, or whatever to link up with the soul and to open yourself up to this higher point of wisdom that is just hovering there on the upper mental plane. So it's it's a matter of stepping aside, perhaps, and allowing this energy of the soul to pour through. And, of course, you you can't... When you're in the midst of a crisis, suddenly say out of the blue, I'm going to step aside and uh, observe this as, as the soul. If you haven't been practicing that mm-hmm. that um, technique on a faithful basis, and that's why the practice of daily meditation is so important. Or if you're not able to sit and meditate, the practice of reading spiritual literature on a daily basis. Uh, I see a lot of people on the subway reading the Bible, reading the Talmud or whatever, reading spiritual texts. Fine. Read some kind of daily missal if you can't meditate. Something that reminds you that there is an inner and higher level to life that is not at all touched by this mess on the outer planes and that you can retreat there. And when you make that effort to retreat to that level on a regular basis, then in times of stress and crisis, it's more available to you. And it's a, it's a technique that will help us not only in one's personal life, but in your understanding of the events and happenings in the world, because mm. uh, the soul is very much involved in the world crises that, uh, that we're all experiencing now. Look at the crisis of the recent election and how we are all yeah. trying to be observers of it. We're all trying <laughs> to understand it. Yeah, it's not easy. And we—that's a good case where we have to step back and uh, say, "Well, maybe what it isn't." Mean? Yeah, what does it mean? And uh, for what does it mean in terms of where the world, where humanity is going, mm-hmm. in terms of its evolutionary involvement? It, Stepping back and, able, and trying to think as the soul enables you to think in those big terms and mm-hmm. think large and to think more universally. Uh, so it's, it's a, a good technique that you can use in your personal life and then also understanding uh, life in general, of what's happening around the world. And that's where people can really be a tremendous service to their fellow men and women and to the hierarchy of the masters by learning to cultivate this observation of the world and of human progress and to learn to read the world in terms of symbols. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people think of that very often, but 
all of life is symbolic, Alice Bailey wrote. Just as the ancient myths revealed a truth, I think so our daily lives and our present world encapsulate a kind of truth. Even though so much of life seems a mystery to us, our present circumstances and talents and situations and opportunities are, in a sense, a symbol that represents what we have achieved thus far and what our next step is, not only as individuals but as a human race. Like you say, what does this election mean for the American people? What does the present world drama mean for humanity as a whole? We might throw up our hands and say, I have no idea, but we can try to think in those terms. And it enables one to um, step back and see the world in terms of energies and forces at work, too. I mean, these are really what's uh, generating all of the outer happenings in the world. There are so many energies and, and forces that we don't really see at work. And there are the spiritual energies, which we have talked about from time to time. And those are making a subtle impact on human consciousness all the time. And if we can see the happenings, perhaps in those terms, then we can understand a little bit better why human beings react the way they do and uh, why they do the things they do and why we uh, constantly are at points of crisis all the time. In fact, Alice Bailey outlines a threefold method of looking at the world in this way. <clears throat> there are three stages, you could say. One stage focuses on the outer level of the physical uh, life for the individual and for humanity as a whole, the outer tangible world. Another level looks at the world in terms of what it says about consciousness. If you think of yourself in your life, what Try to identify what level of consciousness you are expressing. If you look at the world as a whole, try to understand what kind of consciousness, what level of awareness is being expressed through human behavior um, in a particular situation, looking back at history or looking at the present time. And a third level concerns trying to identify the plan, the divine plan of God, which is the unfolding of divine purpose through our planet's evolution. Can we see the unfolding plan at work? Can we identify um, steps that are indicative of growth, not just recession, but evolution, growth? That's a way to learn to be the observer. Right, and, and growth uh, must take place sometimes. Destruction is a part of that um, mm -hmm. moving forward. You have to destroy uh, older forms that are no longer of use because they don't uh, reflect the new. They can't contain the new. And again, that attitude is anathema to people who are fixated on the level of the form. Right, and it's, it's a hard thing to uh, let go of. You know, this, mm -hmm. this idea of the form is everything, mm -hmm. but... Uh, you have to realize that there is a new life there trying to come to birth. And this is constantly what's happening in the world. It's a new life emerging, and it is pushing away and pushing away and destroying uh, things in its path. And um, if we can stand back and see it that way, then perhaps it will ease the pressure and the strain. 
Alex Bailey said that the cultivation of a don't-care reaction to life is really the answer. She said it's not the indifference to other people, but it's the attitude that realizes not one single thing that's happening on the outer level matters to the soul in the very least. We have a special offer from Lucy's Publishing. Uh, Ponder on This is the title of the book, and it's a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, available for $16, and the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So send a check or money order to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Um, and to order any cassette or this audio cassette, uh, being the observer is the title of the show. Send a check or a money order for $5 to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer. Call the great invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.